Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back in to another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It's Thursday, September 14th. The Kansas City Chiefs will return to the practice field once again today as they continue preparation for their Week 2 matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Got plenty to get to on today's chat, so let me welcome in the leader and editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, do you agree with this ESPN article about the death of the deep ball being because of Patrick Mahomes? I, I do. <clears throat> I think it, it stems from Patrick Mahomes and more so that legion of Zoom team that we talked about. And the NFL is always adapting. It's always changing. And I just I find that that's the case for now. Right. But then, uh, as you'll see, I, I think more than just the dead ball being dead forever, it, it's cyclical. So eventually teams will adjust to potentially the nickel and diming and come up a little bit closer to the line. And then all of a sudden you'll see the D ball back in the game again. Uh, Andy Reed, I, I think a lot gets lost of, of how good he is when it just comes to adjusting to what the league is doing. And I think we're always assuming, well, he's a quarterback's coach. Well, he's so creative. Part of that creativity is making sure that you change with what defenses are doing. And that is why you see the, Chiefs have consistent success, and that's why Andy Reid has had a job for 20 years. And you see uh, head coaches, what is their lifespan, Steve? It's like three to five years. It's really tough to adjust. Uh, and I think you saw this past weekend in the Eagles game, how explosive was the Eagles offense uh, last year? After they took a 16 nothing lead, it just was stall, 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 stall. The Cincinnati Bengals were supposed to be right there with the Chiefs when it comes to offense, couldn't do anything uh, against the Cleveland Browns. And so it's all about adjusting. And the teams that adjust have the most sustained success. And it's interesting that it's like all of a sudden a topic of conversation now. And we've been talking about it for two years in Kansas City uh, about the NFL adjusting because specifically because of Patrick Mahomes and what he was doing to the league in his first few years. Um, I think it goes back to the 2021 season, really, where we saw teams start to adjust and we did see just offensively outside of that Chargers and Dolphins game. Offensively, it was a lot of kind of garbage in week one. So I'm hoping for a higher scoring week two. Hopefully we see uh, other players besides Tyree Kill go deep in week two because I think that's exciting for football. But I agree. I think it definitely does have something to do with Patrick Mahomes and kind of just his dominance across the league. But we got plenty to discuss uh, about uh, this Chiefs-Jags matchup that is inching closer, and hopefully we see a very different Kansas City Chiefs team on Sunday in what is only w one of two noon games. So I know we're very excited for a noon kickoff on Sunday because we're not going to get another one until Christmas. Uh, but 
head coach Doug Peterson was asked about former Jaguars tackle Jawan Taylor, now Kansas City Chief tackle Jawan Taylor, and his quick first step. And, you know, Pete, we talked about this a little bit, and I, uh, especially on the Arrowhead Pride Rabbit Reaction Show, expressed how ridiculous I think it is because, you know, in Jacksonville, this is a player that's been doing this for years, and it never really got notoriety because it was in Jacksonville, and now people are noticing it because he's with the Chiefs, and all of a sudden, everyone's up in arms about it. And Doug Peterson said, I'm sure the officials have been notified after that first game on Thursday night, again, a good player. We know who he is, and he did the same thing here. He has great anticipation with the snap count. You know, I, I'm glad that Doug Peterson acknowledged that he does it here, but also like saying the officials have been notified, like as if the Jaguars are calling up the officials for the game. Like, make sure you're paying attention to Taylor in, ca- in case he gets off the line too quick when he's literally made a career out of this, and he spent his entire career in Jacksonville before coming to Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's on notice now. Uh, and, you know, I, I had said this is his former team. They know what he does, so they'll be in the officials here early. I think it's going to be called a little bit more strict uh, on Sunday. Uh, is that fair? Probably not, right, that all of a sudden he's getting all this attention because he's with the better team that they're going to call him a little stingier. But I think they'll set the record straight early in the game. I think they'll be watching for it. You know, officials have to sometimes watch for something to make sure that they call it. And if he gets called once, he'll adjust and, you know, maybe go a half a tick a, a second later than, than he normally does. Uh, and, you know, Jacksonville knows it. Right. And, and and Doug almost laughed about it. You can see it in the quote where, you know, he's just saying, like, he did that here. and We liked it. Now maybe we won't like it so much. And so I think this is a bigger story uh, than like what actually matters and one that we won't be talking about like in a week or two weeks time. Yeah, uh, I I don't think that all of a sudden a player who's been doing this his entire career is going to have to ingest, adjust his entire game because he's been getting away with it. And uh, according to videos out there, it's not even necessarily a rule violation, just depending on your interpretation of the rules for offensive linemen. So We'll see how it gets called on Sunday. I kind of wish we would just stop talking about it because I think it's a, a ridiculous thing that people are just now paying attention to. So they want to act like they actually care what Jawan Taylor's doing uh, when, when he's trying to block a defensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but Wednesday, Chiefs did take the practice field. We got our first injury report of the of the week. Clyde Edwards Alaire. DMP due to illness, uh, not too worried about it, especially with Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon back in the mix there. So we'll monitor that today, but assuming Clyde will get back out on the field today or tomorrow for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then Travis Kelsey was a limited participant. Chris Jones was a limited participant and Legarius Sneed was a limited participant. Uh, Kelsey and Sneed both listed uh, with their knee injuries. And then Chris Jones just listed as kind of a rest because they're working him back in slowly. So I don't think there's too much to be worried about ahead of Sunday right now. Yeah, my interpretation of this injury report is quite a, seemingly been dealing with this illness bug since training camp. We don't know if it's exactly the same thing, but he's been popped up as ill for a while now. So if that were to persist, the Chiefs have two running backs on uh, the practice squad that they could call up in LaMichael P. Ryan and Denaric Prince. I would tend to think if they needed to do that, it would be P. Ryan uh, just because of the way he was playing at the end of the preseason. But Jerry Sneed, I think, is on the Tamba Ali plan, which means you're limited the first two days of the week. And I, I think you'll always see him practice fully on Friday, and that's going to be the case all year. They're really trying to manage this knee that can't stop swelling. Uh, apparently, they've been trying to manage it since last year. I'm not worried about Ladarius Sneed playing this game because I, I just tend to think he's on this let's be careful plan. 
I think Chris Jones is more likely to play than Travis Kelsey. I, I still think they're going to manage Travis Kelsey and see how he's feeling. I think Chris Jones at least gets into, um, you know, what is it, at least limited snaps in this game. Uh, and uh, I, I just feel uh, Kelsey really, of all four players, is the one to watch. I'm not, I'm not convinced he certainly suits up this week. We'll have to see how it goes, you know, if he does log in full participation. I, if I'm guessing right now, it's fun. You know, my years covering the league, I, I, I think Kelsey gets a week limit and you're you hit with the questionable uh, on Friday. And so it might be one of those things where we don't really know until Sunday. Well, and we talk about the way they're managing Legereus Sneed. And I know Andy Reid's not typically the kind of coach that likes to do this, but Travis Kelsey's importance and he's at the age where it's like, can he just get a couple of days off? during the regular season like he doesn't need to practice fully as long as you can install the game plans for him and he is ready to go on sunday like can he just get some veteran rest days because he's at the age where this is starting to be a concern and we know he doesn't have to practice every single day of the week to be ready to go on sunday yeah uh i think more than anything kelsey probably wants to be out there and you see limited participation i mean that could be as as small as he's doing individual and then zone for the team Part of part of practice, and so I don't think they're pushing them necessarily. I I just I don't know. I don't know about this week. I just think it's a more serious injury. Um, we don't know the details and the extent of it, but I again I, I just think if there's any question here, uh, any um, ability to re-injure or more apt to re-injure, I, I don't think the Chiefs take a chance even in this week two game. I, I think if you're going to make the playoffs, if you're going to do some damage, you need a fully healthy or as close to fully healthy Travis Kelsey as you can by playoff time, and they're not going to risk it here in week two. And I'd like to think that the Chiefs having the more time this week have probably tried to install some things that don't involve Travis Kelsey. And I, I am a believer that last week that drastically affected the game plan, having such a short turnaround from injury on Tuesday to playing Thursday night, opening the NFL season and not really having time to make adjustments for the lack of Travis Kelsey. I think that dramatically impacted the chiefs offense. So having the extra time this week, I would hope that they're working on that and not just assuming that Travis Kelsey is going to totally be good to go uh, in week two. When again, you got to make sure that he is ready to go for the entire season. So uh, I hope that Andy Reid has made those adjustments and this offensive staff have made those adjustments and we see a different Chiefs offense and see uh, a little bit more juice out of these wide receivers in week two going in into a favorable matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and, and for Jacksonville, they've got two starting offensive linemen who did not practice on Wednesday, Brandon Scherf and Luke Fortner. We'll continue to monitor that as the week goes on, but you know, I'm going to assume that Chris Jones is going to be on some kind of snap count, but if those guys can't go for Jacksonville, the interior of that offensive line could be an issue on Sunday, and I would have to imagine Chris Jones, who now has all these incentives that he wants to hit to try to recoup that money that he lost during his holdout, is going to have an opportunity to have a dramatic impact on the game for the Chiefs. Yeah, he missed last game, right? And he needs to get to 15 sacks, so it'd be nice to get two. And this one, I'm sure that's what he's thinking. Let me try to play as hard as I can this year to make sure I rack up those incentives and get some of that money back. Um, this worked out, you know, if you could kind of go back and, and see um, how this holdout affected the Chiefs. It wasn't great that they lost the first game, but I don't know. If you could at the beginning say you're not going to have Chris Jones for a game, but then you're going to have this 
super motivated Christian to be a first team all pro have 15 sacks and win the Super Bowl. And by the way, you're not committing any more money to what somebody who will be 30 next year and 31 the next year. Would you take it if you're the team? Right. I mean, those are those uncomfortable conversations that we never have. But I, I just wonder if this holdout actually played into the chiefs hand in a way than more than what we're talking about. But again, you mentioned the injuries in this, uh, this second game here on the other side and, you know, Chris Jones, usually has a success against some of the top centers and guards in the league anyway. And so when you're facing backups, I think it always plays to your hand. And like I've been saying, Chris Jones needs to rack up the stats. So we'll see if he can get on the, the sack sheet more than once on, on Sunday. And Chris Jones spoke to the media yesterday. You can find that on from the podium on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. But you know, he was asked, are you in football shape? And he was just like, well, we'll find out. And, you know, everybody got a good laugh out of that. But that's something that we need to be concerned about because it's not the same thing. Just, you know, working out and staying in shape in the offseason and working with trainers. Like, it's not the same thing as going through training camp. And I think that's some of the disgruntled nature of Andy Reid this offseason and throughout this training camp with Chris Jones. I think that's part of it is Andy knows that they need those reps. They need those live action reps in the preseason and in training camp to make sure they're ready for the grind. That is the NFL regular season. So we'll see if he's there on Sunday. I I hope he is. I have to imagine it's going to take him a couple of games, but uh, again, missing one game and then having all these incentives to hit. I got to imagine that Chris Jones wants to come out of the gate swinging and, and make sure he gets a quick jump on some of these incentives to try to make sure he gets that extra money this season. And, you know, just kind of in yesterday's quick media look, I I know it's only a few minutes there at practice, but just kind of what was the atmosphere uh, ahead of week two? Because I know there's been all this stuff with the Chris Jones holdout and how it's affecting the team and then the Travis Kelsey injury. What was the atmosphere like on the practice field yesterday? Yeah. I I told some friends that went to that first game and even just, being at Arrowhead that first week leading up to, you know, what was the opening night. And there was a, an odd feeling of like, this is not completely right. Right. Like Travis Kelsey gets injured and Chris Jones is nowhere to be found. You know, reports are that he's going to be in the building, but watching from a, a suite. And I don't know. I, I felt like being back in the building yesterday, just knowing that Travis Kelsey was going to practice, knowing that Chris Jones was going to practice for the first time since February, right? Like since the Super Bowl, since Super Bowl week. For the, and it just felt like in a way the band was back together. That ended up being my question for Patrick Mahomes as, as you go back. And I, I think Mahomes and Reed are always careful here because they don't want to slight the backups and, and, and say that, you know, they can't win with them. But if you really hear it in your voice, like there's just like an ease of tension of like these are the Chiefs that, you know, we thought they would be as they defend their title in 2023. And I, I think like that feel, that uh, vibe check, if you will see, like I'm probably dating myself now. I don't know if that's cool to say anymore. But it, it's it, the vibes are, are, it seems right this week heading into Jacksonville. And I, I think that plays into, you know, what the Chiefs want to do as far as just getting this back on track and hitting the reset button and getting a win down in Duval County. Yeah, I'm very excited for Sunday's contest. I do believe this is a very good Jacksonville team that, you know, is looking to pick up a win against the Kansas City Chiefs after getting eliminated from the playoffs last season by this team. So, 
it, it, it's a big game for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a big game for Chris Jones and getting back on the field and hopefully getting Travis Kelsey back into the mix. And it's a big game for the Chiefs wide receivers this weekend. So uh, a lot of things to pay attention to during Sunday's contest. Uh, I want to encourage you to make sure you're locked into arrowheadpride.com. Got everything you need to know ahead of this matchup on Sunday. We'll hear from the coordinators later on this afternoon. So stay locked into the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. We'll have all that for you available. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sweeney. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. As always, please make sure you leave a rating and review. And one more reminder tomorrow, we will be live with another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. You can get your questions in ahead of Sunday's matchup. Me and Pete will answer them uh, live on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube on the Arrowhead Pride pages. So make sure you're looking out for that. We will talk to you guys then.